All right, we're back at you with another episode of Talking with Friends. I am Sports Animation Director Levi Converse. And I am Assistant SID Morgan Raspberry. Morgan, how are you doing today? Pretty well, How's actually. Your week? Yeah, I mean, it was a great first week of school, not going to lie. I mean, it was a little boring at times just because, I mean, always first week school. Not a whole, whole lot going on, right? But, I mean, I'm glad that we're finally getting to start back up with um, sports and volleyball all over again. We haven't been able to touch the ball yet, but we will this Monday. So, whoop, whoop, excited for that because yep. I get to finally actually ball out with my teammates-ish. <laughs> ball out-ish um, with limits. Yay. But uh, doing a lot of strengthening, a lot of conditioning, and it's nice to see all the athletes back here on campus and just everybody back here on campus in general because – it's been kind of dead these past couple of weeks, you know, like or it's yeah. felt dead, you know. But it's great to see yeah. everybody back, and let's just see how this rest of the semester is gonna go. Yeah, you'll you'll re- you'll miss the boring days of class. I think oh, I know. because the first week's always the funnest week, and and you'll miss it. That that was always the funnest week for as me. As soon too. as like I get stressed, so probably like next week. Um, you're gonna miss it. Yeah, I'm gonna, you're gonna miss, miss this those week days, already. But. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't ever want to take the first week for granted. So, uh. yeah. all right, we got a busy week. Oh, we had a busy week on campus, and we're oh, gonna yeah. even get busier next weekend. But right <laughs> oh, now, God. we are. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll get to that. We'll get to that here yeah. pretty soon. If you looked at our schedule, you know exactly what we're talking about. But we'll, we'll, we got plenty of time to get to that. Right I now, we got a special guest. <laughs> Tiffany Hart is joining us today. Our women's basketball and volleyball senior student athlete. She's been here four years. Um, her first year is actually my first year, and, and Morgan, your first year too. So we've all three been here four years, so um, it's pretty cool. Right now, she's playing basketball. She's in the middle of basketball season. So Tiffany, thanks for stopping by. And how's your semester going so far? Is it off to a pretty good start? No. I mean, as of now, I only have two in cl- in class uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So like this week has been pretty simple for me. It's kind of nice. And then I have two online classes. So. Everything's going pretty chill. It's a nice start to my senior, final senior semester. Yeah, I can't beat that. And you're back on the court. Um, had a little bit of a layoff. It's just kind of the goals of 2020-21. We're just kind of going as we go. And um, it's been a different year, but it's a year that we've kind of gotten through. Um, you've stepped up your game, though, since since the return to action, um, especially on the boards and the interior. The last four games, you've averaged eight and a half point, eight and a half rebounds a game. You had a career-high 13 uh, rebounds just last week so is there anything that's kind of clicked differently for you to um, allow you to get in position um, to dominate so much on the glass or just something that's kind of coming to you I mean it's not the thing is like I'm a pretty tall person if you haven't noticed like <laughs> anybody who knows me I'm 6'2 with basketball shoes on so like I have some good height on the team with I think the other tallest person is Satori Robinson and she's 6'3 so but being able to use my height to advantage and be a head taller than a couple of the opponents that we have played really helped me. I think with my career high at 13, we played against McPherson and their tallest girl was maybe like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, so that gave me an edge on a lot of things, but yeah. Yeah, as I mentioned, you play basketball and volleyball. Um, you've been here four years. you played volleyball all four years. You played here, so I'm. I'm not gonna. I told you, I'm not gonna ask you which one's your favorite. So we're not, we're not gonna do that. But <laughs> what I will ask though is, um, what's some good things you can kind of take from competing in both sports? Because you've been here long enough now and competing in both sports enough to where you've kind of got a good feel for it. So what's what's some good things you can kind of take from your experience in both sports? Um, definitely just 
learning how to be adaptable and work with different type of people. I've had a different coach for basketball three of my four years since I've been here. Coach Jay is actually, I'm this is my second year with him, so I'm a lot more familiar coming back. But like, I've had to be very adaptable coming and going from volleyball season to basketball season, and I appreciate every coach that I've had who's been able to work with me with that because I know it's not easy having somebody who's a dual sport who's not there for like the preseason and the postseason but like thankfully if I've had teammates who are always supportive of me my coaches who know that as soon as one of the seasons is over as soon as I go to basketball season I'm giving it a hundred percent there as soon as I go to volleyball season I'm a hundred percent there like it's just nice to have a family away from home who's always supportive of me. So kind of piggybacking on that, with your with, with your both sports experience and being a dual sport athlete, what's, what's some of the challenges? I think some people can assume a couple, but um, what are some of the biggest obstacles and challenges you face of being a dual sport athlete? Definitely my time orientation. I can say I sleep a lot during the day I go to classes and I have sports and I'm very one-dimensional where like that's what I do whenever I can get a nap in I have to take a nap to get through a day or else I feel drained by yes, eight o'clock nine o'clock you know um, <laughs> not only that but um, I don't really have a lot of difficulties like I've always been a student who's even in high school playing basketball and volleyball all four years in high school I was able to make it through with academics because my parents always told me I'm a student before I'm an athlete so I always focused on that and then just giving my all to both the, the sports that I've been playing for so long so yeah, it'd be pretty easy, you know, you're, you're being a senior now to kind of ask your future plans and kind of what you plan on doing, and we know that can change. It's changed for me, it's changed for everybody, so I want to ask exactly that, but do you have any short-term goals as you kind of finish up here and um, some things that you want to do next? Um, I'm a zoo science major, so that's kind of a unique thing about me. I'm actually looking forward to uh, doing a practicum here with the Sedwick County Zoo uh, starting up next month just getting that squared away and everything but for now I'm planning what any other senior can plan you know making it through this semester with all the weirdness that's been going on and just graduating by May and getting my uh, Bachelor of Science in Zoo Science and then my Bachelor of Arts in Spanish so So, okay, so I asked this question for, like, everybody because it's one of my all-time favorite questions. Um, and I may or may not know the answer to this because, uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time with you, so I probably <laughs> do know the answer to this. But what exactly would probably be your favorite memory from here at Friends? Ooh. It can be anything. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, literally anything. Um... Honestly, there's so many memories that I've made over these past four years, but I definitely have to say just coming in freshman year, first of all, I'm from Gilbert, Arizona, so I'm not from Kansas, and just experience living on my own and meeting all the new people that who are going to, who have molded me to the person that I am, 
today, like Morgan Raspberry, obviously. <laughs> She's my best friend, and I met her freshman year. We bonded over sharing the same injury and yeah. surgery process, basically. <laughs> yeah. And I've just been able to, like, experience so many different memories. I can't say I have a favorite one, but, like, just everything that's gone down since I've been here has been beyond crazy, so... That is very true. I will say that much. Yeah. And um, being with you on this journey has been such a blessing for me, not going to lie. So I'm glad and grateful that we did get to meet and become really good friends and everything. But um, also, I do know that, like, your family is a huge part of your life. I do 100% know that. Um, and what was kind of, like, your drive to be – like not necessarily like with both sports but like what was always like your drive like is was it like to do with your, your family like to be kind of where you're at kind of today so growing up I've always loved both sports equally if you ask me like Mr. Levi said if you ask me what my favorite sport is I couldn't give you a definite answer because they both impacted me so much in my life um I guess my drive to want to continue both sports into college, ever since I was a little kid, I always wanted to grow up and be like, I want to play both sports in college, like do something not a lot of people have done. And thankfully, Friends University had that offer and gave it to me. Um, I was actually recruited by my volleyball coach, Coach Ian, and he gave me the opportunity while I was here on my visit to talk to the basketball coach and see if she liked me enough. She's not here anymore, but it was Coach Ray Booth who um, recruited me as a freshman, but she left before I was able to have her as a coach. But, like, just the opportunity to come in and have a volleyball coach who's flexible, who knows that me as a person that I am talented in both ways and same with the basketball coach who brought me in she was willing to give me an opportunity even though she met me for one day um and not only that but growing up like I said my family's a big part of my life and my dad always told me don't hold yourself to just one thing do whatever your heart desires go out like chase any dream you want and go out into the world and experience it firsthand and that really impacted me to want to play both sports. There you go. Um, also, so I know that your mom is a coach and I've been actually wanting to ask you this question for a while but just never have. Why? I don't know and I actually wanted to ask your mom this question too. Um, have you ever been like actually like coached by your mom? Like or no it's just kind of like on the side like hey you know because I mean I know your mom's kind of like that but that's what and that's why I absolutely love your mom so much like I love your mom so much so I've always wondered like were you ever like actually like a player for her or no I actually was but it's a little complicated <laughs> so um growing up when I was younger my mom was my coach a lot same with my dad but that was more so with uh, playing baseball and softball as I was a little kid. But my 
mom was actually the assistant coach for the high school that I played at for my freshman and sophomore year. So even though she wasn't the head coach, she still treated me like every other player on the team and pushed me to be like the best that I could be on the court. And she always, she never, she showed tough love and she never let me off easy if I was having a bad day or something. She always pushed me to get over it and just go practice like I should be practicing. So mm -hmm. yes, I've had her as a coach, but she, once I was a sophomore, she stopped because my older brother was a senior in high school and she wanted to watch his games. And for us, I don't know if it's different in uh, Kansas area, but in Arizona, when the girls played home, the guys would play away. So, yeah. Nice. Okay, my last question is, uh, okay, so I do know that you have an older sister, but um, I wanted to kind of ask you about, like, with your brothers, too. I know a lot about your brothers, but uh, <laughs> were they, like, because I know that uh, your older, your oldest brother, he played basketball. I know it wasn't at the collegiate level, but definitely in high school. And then your second oldest brother, he played volleyball, and I know that he did go to the collegiate level. But did, were they ever kind of like an inspiration for you to play kind of both or were you just kind of on your own yeah I kind of grew up watching it and I just wanted to do it on my own anyways um they definitely inspired me to be the best that I could be in either sport like you said my oldest brother played basketball at the collegiate level he played at a junior college in Arizona and then my older brother played volleyball in West Virginia so he spanned out too but like it kind of made me want to be better than both of them because if that makes yeah. sense oh, yeah. sorry as a, if you have siblings you know how competitive yeah. anything like that can be so like if you have your brother going to one sport and your other one going to the other sport my thought process was like hey I can do both of them and <laughs> I know it's going to be difficult but like They've definitely pushed me in both of them. I've definitely had influence from both of them in each sport to just give it all I got and just show them that, yeah, you're good, but I can be just as good as you. Very good. Yeah. Very good. You can see the, the friendship of you guys that coming out. <laughs> that's fun of it, and that's, that's a fun part of it. I, I am... I enjoyed hearing the, the stories, Tiffany. Very good. Uh, very good. Oh, we got a lot of stories. Oh, I'm sure more than that. We, we could do a three or four hour, I'm oh, sure, or more than that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we could, but this is, this, this is good for now. This is enjoyable. Tiffany, thanks for coming by. Appreciate you. Um, so, Tiffany and the Falcons will be in action tomorrow night at Southwestern. Actually, tomorrow afternoon at Southwestern, um, 3 p.m. start time. Southwestern does not allow fans, as, many, as, as we don't either, as many people don't now with everything going on. But you can watch the game live on our um, live stream stretch portal portal.stretchinternet.com slash friends we'll share the links tomorrow it's also on our site you can find so uh, make sure you watch tiffany and the falcons tomorrow they're coming off a really really big win over bethany they were bethany was receiving votes in the top 25 poll heading into wednesday night's game um we falcons won by 10 points 55 to 45 and they're also won earlier against mcpherson so they're on a two-game winning streak they look to make it three in a row against Southwestern. They already beat Southwestern last week. Now they play them for the second time in a week. They're trying to make it two in a row and run their winning streak to three games. So, Tiffany, thanks for coming by. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Good job. Thank you.
All right. Now, do you want to get into the busy week that's coming up? Let's get into the busy week. But first, I kind of want to talk about how you want to avoid basketball it some more. Games. No, yeah. like, well, because like Wednesday, <laughs> I don't blame yet. Wednesday was a huge, <laughs> huge day for both basketball teams. One yeah. starting out right out of quarantine, yeah. guys finally were out yeah. back on the court. Even though they did not win, it was such a close game that, oh, like, me and Mr. <laughs> I already know me and you were like, oh, my goodness, like, heart racing kind of a thing because we were like, this is yeah. so stressful. Like, they were literally, like, neck and neck the whole entire second half. Um, but they came out and played really hard, and I was kind of upset that they lost. But then the women's game, oh, my stars, they just came out out of nowhere and – yeah, man, we made their coach mad. I will say that. Much. Yeah, I know your heart was racing <laughs> in the men's game because you told me it was. Yes, um, I was so very you, you communicated that specifically, so I remember that. Um, but yeah, it, it was a fun two games. The, the women was very impressive because Bethany is kind of a rugged basketball team. That's kind of the way we play too, and yeah. um, it's uh, it just kind of played into played into the style. And Bethany's coming off a really big win. They 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 were receiving votes, like I said, coming into the, coming into the game. Yeah. In the latest top twenty-five poll, they were one of the top teams in the league, and um, one by ten, big win, two in a row. Yeah. I think they're starting to get their legs under them a little bit. Um, we've talked about it throughout the year. It's been a constant theme. It's a different year. It's unprecedented. We've never dealt with it before. Um, everybody's dealing with it, but we've mm-hmm. never dealt with it before. It, it gives you un- unexpected results, and I and I think the girls now are starting to kind of find themselves a little bit, find their rhythm defensively. Um, Tiffany's been a big part of that rebound of the basketball yes. and, and really changing shots in, in the interior, kind of giving a shot deterrent down low. So she's been a big part of that, and um, they, they're playing well right now, two in a row. And, and the guys, as you said, was a was a tough loss. Their first game back, and again, one of those things where you put it to a jar and you just you, you shake it up randomly, yeah. and it's you don't know what's going to happen. It's uh, it, there's going to be some things that's unexpected happen this year. It's going to happen the rest of the year. It's going to happen with all the sports, but. Um, guys led most of the way. They led by as many as 14. Mm-hmm. When Bethany took the lead that night, I didn't actually realize, I should have known this, but I didn't actually realize it until I was writing my recap. When Bethany took the lead late on that layup, that was their first lead of the game. Yeah. They didn't lead at all. I Because I, I forgot. I thought they might have led, you know, sometimes they'll lead early, like 3-2, to 4-3. to three. Yeah. They didn't lead once mm-hmm. until that those final seconds. And it took three turnovers to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, turnovers on three straight possessions, and uh, and Bethany pulled it out, 66-63. But um, a tough loss to the guys. Uh, but, again, they, they had been off for almost a month. Yeah. Almost a month of the day. They played December the 14th, beat Sterling. They come back January 13th, so almost a full month mm-hmm. off. And you just, you've never had that before. No one's ever dealt with that before. But um, it's, it's definitely different, and it's uh, – um, something everybody's going to have to kind of deal with, but uh, we're, we're dealing with it on our time. And um, But, again, tomorrow, Southwestern, on the road, not an easy place to play. But, again, no fans allowed, so it kind of takes away a big part of that. Um, but uh, hopefully the women can make it three straight and then the guys can. Southwestern's got a really good guys team. Um, they always do. They're, they're consistently a, a threat in the KCAC. But uh, hopefully they can, can find something then, too. Yep. Oh, man, so now. Now do you want to get to the busy week? You want to avoid now it again? Now let's get to the busy week. Well, the yeah, first yes. time we talked to Tiffany, that was a good reason to avoid it. But And now we're, I kind of want to put it off. But really, it's not going to be bad, though. It's not, it's it's not going to be fun. It's going to be good. Just think of we're, it as, like, we see the iceberg. We're Titanic. And we I know I said we that. I did. I did say that. I did say that. I said it's kind of like it. everyone's dealing with this. It's 
it's it's kind of like you see it and you know you're going to hit, but yet you're trying to limit the damage, trying to yep. steer enough to where you but can just make on, things but work. But on the positive side, we have been making a lot of adjustments here recently that have made the, the bigger icebergs lesser and lesser yep. and lesser. Yep. So that's very, a, very helpful. Um, but, yeah, no. So we're we're getting really gun-ho because we have every single sport going yeah. this spring, I think, except for women's golf. Women's golf is playing in the spring. Oh, they are playing yes. in the spring, too? In, wow, yes. man. So we're going to have every sport except for cross-country. They just got track now, right? And cross-country will also participate in the NAIA oh, postseason meet. So they won't have any home meets, but... Um, wow. They're also, so every sport will play at some point. They'll be in the NAIA meet, but. Man, and we um, thought fall was busy, right? <laughs> oh, goodness. So, so, again, this week coming up, and it really is going that way from, from this point on. Yeah. Um, it's something that we're going to have to deal with. But, again, everyone's dealing with it. But the good thing is we're, we're, we're playing games. We're playing games. We're staying blessed. So That's all we can do right it's now. It's better than the alternative, right? That's well, very true. So this week, baseball starts. Uh, on January the 22nd against Peru State, January 22nd, 23rd, will be a, a three-game series um, at Westside Field. Also going on Saturday, we we're hosting, a, we released a schedule last night, and we, we did a release on that. The cheer, competitive cheer program will be hosting a day of duels uh, with several KCAC schools, several non-conference schools will be competing in that, cheer and dance. Will be coming up, so that's Saturday, January twenty third. News with cheer and dance too, eventually. Yep, so yep, that'll be fun. yep, yep. So everybody can kind of stay tuned for that. But um, cheer and dance will be cheer will be hosting January twenty third, day of duels. No fans are allowed again. That's that's just with the county and things everybody's going through. But um, it will be available on the live stream. You can watch. We live stream it last year as well. A lot of people watched it, so um, hopefully that's that's going to be the avenue to watch it this year. And that will be next Saturday starting at noon. Yeah. The event will start at noon inside the Garvey Center. Baseball also will be in action. And then the next week, we <laughs> want to get ahead of ourselves. <sighs> but you might as well, since I thought of it, I might as well stop. I might as well go ahead. Yeah, just Volleyball will be back Volleyball. in action January 27th at home against York. Baseball's home again that weekend. And, uh, and volleyball also will be playing uh, before the 27th, but it'll be away. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, their first home game will be the 27th. Yeah, and that'll be against uh, an Oklahoma team. I believe it's going to be pan I believe it's going to be North. Well, the yeah. first game that I have on the schedule is November 27th okay. against York. Unless you have something different, which I you may have something different. I thought we were playing another Oklahoma team the 25th, but I don't really remember anymore. First, first game we got, I know the first home game we got. Everything crazy right now. It's January 27th against York. For sure, for, for sure the first home game is the 27th against York. It's going to be a KCAC so. matchup, and then that following weekend, that weekend of the 29th and 30th, baseball will be back home. Yep. And basketball will also be home on the 30th. So, no. Uh, Yay! Fun, yeah. Fun. So this coming this week, not so so bad, but uh, following week, it's a little, it's a little sketch, but it's not that bad, not that horrible. Yeah, but again, it's it's, you know, we're we're happy to be playing games. Oh as no, we we're can. playing the twenty third, oh. away. That's where I'm getting confused at. But we're away, not the twenty fifth. The twenty third, we're playing away. Don't worry, no stressful moment there. But. Um, we're gonna get that all situated, and it's gonna it's gonna be a great spring semester. I'm actually excited for this semester to start, and I'm excited to have baseball and softball back because I know that they didn't get to finish out their seasons last year. So let's just continue to hope and pray that they can this year, especially for those that are seniors and those that seniors um, who did end up actually coming back 
to play mm-hmm. this to mm-hmm. play their final year officially. Um, I don't remember how many we have doing that. Yeah, they have the option to do that, though. They have the option to do that. So we, we I know we've got yeah. some on both sides that mm-hmm. have. A I don't remember how many for either team, but either like doesn't matter. I'm just super thrilled that they were able to have that opportunity because I know, especially as a senior right now, and me dealing with injury and stuff like that, and then having the spring season to finally come back and actually finish out my senior year, having that option is a very amazing opportunity and so I'm glad that all the softball and baseball players and all the spring sports that their teams got that their seasons got cut short um, they're able to come back and be able to finish out the rest of their senior year yeah and all those games will be available on the live stream again portal.stretchinternet.com slash friends busy week again again coming up really Really, I'm gonna, we're going to say busy week every week, though. Cause it's, from this point on, it, it's going to be that <laughs> way. As, as we've never had this before. Nope. Fall so, sports playing in the spring. It's, it's unprecedented for all of us. So. It's going to be a journey for everybody, but it's okay. It's going to be a great journey. Yay! <laughs> so, do you want to start talking about NFL playoffs? That's where I was going, yep. You read my mind. Yep, I think that's what I think. Did we talk about, about next, the so. college championship? We talked about it last week. We don't actually. We talk. We don't talk about the final result. Okay. Do you want to talk? Alabama about winning that, that one. I mean, not a big shock, but yeah, fifty-two to twenty-four. Alabama yeah. was in control from the get-go. Whoop, whoop. Their well offense tied. is just is dominant. Um, Devontae Smith winning the Heisman. They're probably going to have at least three to four first-round picks in the upcoming NFL draft. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's it, your people's argument is not only maybe Nick Saban's best team, but maybe one of the best teams ever in college football. I don't know. You, you could yeah. say that. You know, the last two years, you could say LSU's team was also one of the best That's teams we've true. ever seen. Now they fell off this year, but um, they're re- they're last year they though. were really, really good. And yeah. So let's just say that this is probably one of the top, if not best, team for Alabama. It's definitely. You could definitely argue Alabama's best team. But people's yeah. arguing it could be. It could be the best team ever. The only correlation I'll make to that, though, is with LSU. The comparing the last two champions mm-hmm. is I think LSU. Uh, uh, well, I can tell you that right now. LSU beat Oklahoma soundly in the Final Four. Yeah. This year, Alabama beat Notre Dame soundly in the Final Four. Mm-hmm. I think that Oklahoma team last year is a little better than this year's Notre Dame team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the championship game, LSU won big over Clemson. Mm-hmm. Alabama also won big over Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I think most people would agree that last year's Clemson team – was a little better than this year's Ohio State team. This year's Ohio State team was a little bit, you know, again, not not their fault. The Big Ten scheduled late. They got going late. Yeah. They were 7-0 and coming in, only played seven games. So a little bit, the jury was kind of out on Ohio State a little bit. Yeah, and they won big over this year's Clemson team. We know that in the Final Four. They won yeah. really big over them. So, But um, I think that Alabama coming in and taking care of them, not only it, does that make my uh, Michigan Wolverine heart extremely happy, <laughs> Never in a million years did I ever think I would root for Alabama and say Roll Tide as much as I did <laughs> this no. year, just because or this this playoffs because yeah no, definitely no Ohio State for me. But anyways, so but coming in and thinking about that like because we even talked about like a, the theory on that because we had like a lot of theories going on mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. that, but uh, like the back and forth on if it's an advantage or disadvantage, and I think Alabama coming in and taking care of that right off the bat kind of disproved a little bit of some of the theories but at the same time didn't in a way like it's kind of like okay this is kind of a toss-up on if this was actually really helpful or not I feel like if Ohio State would have came out 
and either won or played a lot better, then we could have probably had a little bit more of arguing on that sense, you know? And then some teams would be extremely offended and some teams would be extremely upset about Ohio State. But at the same time, I think that Alabama came in and took care of business, which they should have, considering they have an amazing team this year and probably will almost every year. Yeah, this is Nick Saban's seventh national championship. Wow. Seventh. That's amazing. Wow. That, that, that's amazing. That's it's insane. just not, you know, it's, it's, you almost get numb to how how great he's built that program. And so can, can I go to Alabama now? Yeah, so you, well, you mentioned LSU having come rebuilding year after, after their yeah. juggernaut last year. Alabama don't have rebuilding years or next day, but they're in contention they really every don't. year. They don't have that. I know that me, me, you, and Scott talked about that not too long ago. Yeah. Our GA Scott, uh, about how like Alabama, they've just been so consistent every single year. Like I mean, most like some years are obviously way better than other years, you know. But they've always like come out and had a fairly decent team every single year, if not a great team every single year. That was always consistent, and they never fell off. You know, like, they never had, like, a rebuilding period. No, they've always had great people come in, but they've also always had great people last throughout the whole entire four years that they've probably been there. You know, like, he probably, like, I want to say he has, like, quite a few freshmen that came in and actually stuck in and Mm -hmm. held on and held on and held on till their senior year, which is actually very helpful because then you don't have a lot of transfers, you're not having a lot of incoming freshmen being like, no, I'm playing, and then you have to play them because you have nobody else, because you already have these people who know the program. And I think that that's just something that Alabama has always had. Well, this year they had that with Devontae Smith winning the Heisman Trophy. Mm-hmm. As a freshman, he actually caught the game-winning touchdown pass yeah. on Tua Tagovailoa in overtime against Georgia in 2018 as a freshman. He's yeah. been in his fourth year. So, and now this year he wins the Heisman as the best player in college football. He's going to be a first-round NFL draft pick. So, he was with Alabama all four years. So, he's probably going to go to Jacksonville. Right? And, well, I'm pretty <laughs> sure Trevor Lawrence is going to Jacksonville. Oh, really? You because, think so? uh, yeah, well, you did hear the big news. He's going to be the coach now at Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. Urban Meyer. How about uh, that? Urban Meyer, former Utah coach, former yeah. Florida coach, former Ohio State coach. He won three national titles combined, and, yeah. and with two with Florida, one with Ohio State. I completely forgot about that. And Urban Meyer this week was actually just yesterday, I believe, was named mm-hmm. Jacksonville head coach. Um, they got the number one overall pick. Most likely, they're going to take Trevor Lawrence. Some people's wondering if they don't now. Urban Meyer, it, with Urban Meyer being there, if they wouldn't take Justin Fields, Ohio State quarterback. He wasn't actually the coach with Justin Fields, but. Um, but he does have some ties there with you know playing Ohio State. He's still kind of a consultant there, mm-hmm. so I think he probably takes Trevor Lawrence. I think that's pretty much the consensus number one pick. So probably okay, that would make sense. Uh, I forgot yeah. about that. Actually, Devonte Smith yeah. in, a, in a mock draft I seen the other day, they have Devonte Smith going third overall to Miami to reunite with Tua Tagovailoa. Huh. So that's something to watch. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be interesting to watch. So he catches right. the game-winning touchdown in overtime up to his first ever right game action against Georgia yeah. in the national title game. Now he could be going back to Miami to, Miami to reunite with Tua Tagovailoa. So. And that would be so awesome. Yep. That yep. would be so good. Something so, to keep an eye on. Speaking of NFL, let's make some playoff picks. Yep. Woo, woo. Can we do my favorite game first, please? Come I, on. Your favorite game is the Browns and Kansas City, yes. right? All right. Yeah, we go can do Browns. that. We can start with that. Let's that, go. 
That's the first game on Sunday, 2.05 p.m. on CBS. Cleveland at Kansas City. <laughs> Kansas City's not played for two weeks. They've not played a meaningful game in three weeks because they set a lot of their stars at um, their last regular season game. So, And that we'll may or may like. not be an advantage for Cleveland, but at the same time, we never know because Kansas City, they always come and show out. Okay, so I know statistics-wise. Yeah. Kansas City is definitely a favorite, and I understand that, and I know that. But at the same time, I still got my heart from my Browns. I've never been a huge Browns fan until just now because I think that this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Just think about it. Like, what if we had the Browns in the Super Bowl? I, I know. I like, agree. They beat, I know. They, if they Be go and they actually beat Kansas City, okay? So they let's say that they beat last year's Super Bowl champion right here right now and then they end up making it all the way to the super bowl like super bowl that would be so freaking amazing whether be. they win it or not I, I don't really know but i mean that would be really kind of cool right so i'm picking the browns just because i think that it would be awesome now you're getting your pick we don't even analyze it yet you're going to the browns up. all right i you know i <laughs> i'm a baker mayfield fan playing in oklahoma um he was really good at oklahoma um, he's good with the Browns. What you talking about? Very good about? with the Browns. <laughs> uh, so he's, uh, yeah. So I, I, you don't have to pull my, you don't have to twist my arm to, to root for the Browns. Uh, you don't have to do that. I'll Browns. be rooting for the Browns. It can't see being a ten-point favorite. Um, Cleveland's been on a roll, and they start out really good against Pittsburgh last week. Got out to a twenty-eight yeah. nothing lead. Pittsburgh come back a little bit to make it a little interesting, but Cleveland was always in control. They forced turnovers. Is how they jumped ahead mm-hmm. largely. If their defense can force turnovers against Kansas, they got a shot, and they got to put pressure on Patrick Mahomes. They can't, and that's easier said than done because Mahomes is so yeah. good against the blitz. He's so good on the run. In fact, some people believe Mahomes is even better on the you know when he gets out of the pocket and creates and what he is even inside the pocket. Yeah, because so, he's a runner and a thrower, so he he is very mobile. He's yeah. a, it, it's a tall task for Cleveland. What Cleveland has to do. And this is a formula we talked about last week. Um, and for the Indianapolis Colts, it's actually worked mm-hmm. to pulling off a near upset. You got to control the ball. You got to control yeah. the ball. Remember the first half; they had 35 yep. plays. Buffalo's 19, and was ahead for a lot of the game. Yeah, they were. And Cleveland has it's to keep the ball away. Yeah, Cleveland has to keep the ball away from Kansas City. They got to run. They have a two-headed monster at running back, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They got to control the control the football, control the time of possession. Baker Mayfield's got to be efficient. He can't turn the ball over. He's got to get the ball down the field, make plays, and keep the game somewhere in the 20s. I think if it gets in the 30s, I think Kansas City's got a big advantage. But if it's in the 20s, I think it, it's a sign that Cleveland has dominated possession mm-hmm. and um, kind of played to their tempo, their style. It, it's just hard to pick against Kansas City right now because they, they're not only defending Super Bowl champions, they've won in every way possible. They, they know how to win yeah. defensive games. They know how to win offensive shootouts. Um, they've actually played six straight one-possession games, not counting the last game where they expressed a lot of starters that they lost. Yeah. But they actually had won six straight one-possession games, and a lot of them was against teams that's inferior, Atlanta, Carolina. Uh, but they've won, they won every which way, but they've struggled some too. They've showed some signs of vulnerability mm-hmm. where they've had to pull these games out late. And, you know, I'm trying to talk myself into picking the Browns. I don't know if it's working or not. Okay, I'm really trying hard. And that's I'm perfectly trying to follow fine. You. Like, honestly, I don't like, know if I'm, I can or not, though, because Kansas City is a – as long as they have Patrick Mahomes, it's just so hard to pick against is, Kansas yeah. City. 
Um, the only but, reason why I'm doing it is just because I think it'd be so awesome if the Browns actually won, and I want to believe in them. And I think the more I believe in them, the better they are. Because I mean, like I full on believed again with them against Pittsburgh. I mean, look at how great they did. So uh, I'm trying to keep like the good luck. Going. I will say this: I'm going back to into the that. 90s, That's it. going back to 1996, there was a team that was number one seed that everybody expected to win, led by the Chiefs. Chief rival, John Elway, the Denver Broncos. Mm. The Jacksonville Jaguars, who was an expansion team, <laughs> goes into Denver and knocks off Denver 30-20. to 20. They were, I believe, a 14-point underdog, and they wind up going to the AFC Championship game. See? So there is precedent for this. This has happened. I mean... The likelihood of it, probably not, but I still want to have faith in them. Like, I, I've... Statistics-wise and logical-wise, and honestly, I do really do. I really do like Kansas City, and I like Patrick Mahomes. I think he's one of like the most humble quarterbacks I've ever seen. One of, he's not exactly, but you you know, right? Like, he's a very humble person, and I kind of like that about him. And or he seems like a humble person. I don't really fully know, but um, in Kansas City, I mean. They were amazing last year, and and they've played absolutely phenomenal this year. So, statistics-wise, I would actually pick them, but I still want to go with the Browns. Just if you're trying to talk me into picking the Browns, you're kind of pick, pick, you're kind of doing it in a weird way. You know, I mean, if you're trying to talk me out, you're talking me back. I was really close, and now you're kind of. It's a strange way to go about it. If you're trying to talk me into picking the Browns, this way though. Okay, the the more that we pick the Browns, maybe the better they will play against Kansas City. And in all honesty, this is like the good luck charm for the Browns. Watch the Browns are listening to us right now, and they're like, hey, they're our motivation. We're going to win now. And you know what? And just because you picked them, we both picked them, that would be amazing. And they heard it. We're going to tag them in this now. We got to now. (laughs) We have to now. I think it would be funny. But, um... Okay, okay. So, see? Okay, so there's a positive to all of this. We're the good luck charm for the Browns right now, okay? Think about it. Now, if we go and we pick Kansas City, the mo- the team that is the obvious, we always want to go with the underdog, right? Come on, underdogs are the best. Everyone loves an underdog. You know, it wouldn't the, be the first. You know, we've done this every week so far this year, and it wouldn't be the first time I picked the Browns, kind of because I'm rooting for them. So, come on, let's have some fun. I'll pick the Browns. Yeah, the Browns. Let's go. All right, I'll pick the Browns. We'll have some fun with it, all right? So, <laughs> I made a case why they can win, so I'm. Now it's a narrow, it's See, a narrow I don't case. Have to make a case. I just have to say, hey, believe in them. You got it. They could lose this game, thirty-one to thirteen, but you know I what? Mean, Still proud of them. But they okay. pulled out against the Steelers. That's all that matters. You talked me into doing it. So, yeah, so, let's go. So, so, so you got you got to get some credit for this, I think. Woo. At least a little bit. If they win, then you get some credit. If they lose, then obviously the officer credit. But uh, yeah. um, it's we'll still fun. It was a lucky intu- It was an intuition. <laughs> it was like a gut feeling that didn't actually come true. Yeah. Still, we'll still have some fun. Yes. Huh? All right. So we're both picking the Browns. <laughs> Woo! Right out there. Go yeah. Browns. Yeah. Cleveland. Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I next, don't know what else. <laughs> next game is um, on Saturday, 3.35 p.m. The Rams is going to be in Green Bay. The Rams knocked off Seattle last week, 30-20. to 20, and It wasn't even really that close. The Rams' defense controlled the game from the outset. And I picked the Rams last week because I went with their defense, and I thought their defense could really get after Russell Wilson. Aaron Donald did. He had a big day. Um, so I went with the Rams. That worked. 
and now they got a whole nother challenge in Green Bay against an offense that is absolutely rolling. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams has a connect. I think it's the best quarterback receiver connection in football right now. I don't think there's any question about it. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to win the MVP, and I think he is the MVP. And they're the number one seed. The Rams' defense can cause Green Bay some problems, mm-hmm. especially if they get if they if they get to Aaron Rodgers, put some pressure on him because he can make plays out of the pocket, but he's not quite Patrick Mahomes on that level of of improvision. But, but he, he, can. he can he can function under pressure, but at the same time, not fully. If that makes sense. Yeah, if you if you get pressure on him, he you know it, it can get to him a little bit and yeah. kind of. Cause, cause him to go awry, but... I think it has to be like more like constant pressure. So if they just kept constant pressure, if the Rams were... Because the Rams have a really good defense. Yeah, best in the league. They yeah. have a great defense. So I feel like if they can... I would agree with you on that sense. Like, I personally still want Green Bay to win, but because um, I think that yeah. Aaron Rodgers will get it done. But at the same time, I can see where you're saying that like as long as like their defense... If their defense can help them in controlling... Yeah. If they can help control that by putting pressure, I think that this will be a whole different ball. Game. I think the Rams' defense keeps this game close for a yeah. lot of the way. I think they keep it close. Uh, I'm going Green Bay at home at Lambeau. They're just they're clear. I think Aaron Rodgers makes one or two plays in the fourth quarter to kind of put it away. Mm-hmm. Probably a 31-24 type game. But I think the Rams' defense keeps this close. Oh yeah. Throughout, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think I think the Rams' offense plays well enough. I, if the Rams had a better offense, I would pick the Rams. I'll be I'll be completely honest. I'd pick the Rams in this game. I'm just not sure. Jared Goff. He started last week. Um, or actually, John Walford started last week. He played last week. Jared Goff come come back last week. John Walford got a concussion um, and a really nasty hit in Seattle. Forced Jared Goff back into action. He played played well enough to win. Didn't play great. And I'm not Jared Goff's first start back. This week, I'm not and confident been, in that. He's been a little rocky. Yeah, he's been rocky even when he was healthy. So yeah. I'm not confident in that. I am confident in the Rams' ground game. Cam Akers had a big game mm-hmm. on the ground last week for Seattle. Kind of helped the Rams control the time of possession and control the football. Um, I think they can do that again somewhat. I think they keep it close. I think Aaron Rodgers makes one or two plays at the end to kind of put it away. So I got yeah. Green Bay advancing. Sweet. Oh, right, yeah, you got Green Bay too, I assume. Yes. Yeah. 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 All right, Saturday night's game is going to be probably the toughest game. Well, our game of the week may be up there with it, but uh, maybe the toughest game to pick. Baltimore at Buffalo. We made several cases why both teams yeah. could win this game. Um, I, Baltimore is playing as well as anyone has in the last five or six weeks. They've gotten back to the style and the way they played last year. They were the number one seed and got upset. Lamar Jackson's kind of got that MVP um, swagger back a little bit. He's, he's playing up to that level after kind of a slow start. Um, at least by his standards for the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. Buffalo, you can make a case, has is playing as well as in the league as anyone in the league for the last ten weeks. They're yeah. thirteen and three. They are they're playing well. They survived the scare against the Colts last week against a really well coached, gritty Colts team. And yeah, they, Buffalo you at home. Predicted that. Yeah, we said Colts yeah. could, could they had a way to win and that, and they very nearly sure pulled it off. Yeah, I was like, they didn't fully pull it off, but man, like exactly what we were thinking, they were probably going to have to do. They they did it. I mean, sure they fell short, but that was c- kudos to the Colts for that. Not going to. They lie. played well. They played, played it close. Very well. Yeah, they played well. Buffalo survived. You can make a case for either team on here. Yeah. Um, I've gone back and forth on it. I think my, going into the playoffs, my gut told me. That these teams were these two teams are playing the best of anyone and as well as anyone in the league, and again, Kansas City could also flip that switch and get right there with them. Mm-hmm. But 
I'm going to go Buffalo just because going into the playoffs, I really felt like Buffalo had been rolling for most of the season, and they're still playing really well. Josh Allen's playing at an MVP level. Their defense has looked better. Stephon Diggs led the league in catches and receiving yards. So I'm going to go Buffalo, but I am not going to be surprised either way this game turns out because I could just flip the coin and, and pick Baltimore as well because I think they're both playing at the same level. I just think Buffalo has been doing it longer for a longer period. and So I'm going to go with Buffalo. They've been doing it for a longer period at a high level. But Baltimore is is playing a switch. I would not be shocked if they made it all the way to the Super Bowl. Yeah. The win of this game could literally go to the Super Bowl. And, um, but I, I'm going to go with Buffalo. I think, um, especially since this is going to be super close to the game anyways, or like this is such a toss-up anyways, I am going to go with Baltimore. Uh, mainly because, yeah, you, it, either way, it <laughs> we can't always pick the same people, right? You know, I'm right. just kidding. Right. But uh, You're either right. way, this is going to be a, this is just going to be a great game in general because yep. this one and then our game of the week, both yep. both games to definitely yep. watch for sure. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Like uh, I get your point with like Buffalo doing longer or being able to do this longer, but considering how they played. Um, against the Colts, I don't know. I just think that it might be a little bit of a rocky, and who knows? Like it could just be like a rocky start that they might have, and then they could come back out and pull it out again, or they can just came come straight off the bat with uh, Baltimore and completely blow them away. But you never know what's going to happen. It's just I think that Baltimore will definitely hold on in there, and I feel like I don't have to really explain this very much because either way, it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna be surprised either. Yeah, either however, this game this. turns out. I mean, this is a. I, I could talk myself into picking Baltimore because going in, I felt like to start the, the playoffs, Baltimore was the one team Kansas City did not want to play, mm-hmm. and they that don't have to play them yet because of Cleveland upsetting Pittsburgh. That's if Pittsburgh had beat true. Cleveland, then Baltimore would be going to Pittsburgh, or Baltimore would be going to Kansas City, mm-hmm. and Pittsburgh would have went to Buffalo. Yeah. So, but Cleveland winning at Pittsburgh now, Kansas City gets Cleveland, and now Baltimore goes to Buffalo. And what I think is just an absolute toss-up, and mm-hmm. I, but again, Buffalo's been doing it longer. I thought going into playoffs, Buffalo was playing better than anyone in the league. Buffalo is only a two and a half point favorite to win. It kind of shows you how close they expect this game yeah. to be. And um, but yeah, I, I could definitely definitely see Baltimore winning this. I got Buffalo, but it could it could go either way. It'd be We're fun. just gonna flip it, you know. You it could, it'd be fun. Yep, yep. One of us would be right. One of us would be wrong. <laughs> Which last week I picked all six games oh, right. Sorry. I told you I had to. We had to mention that. Um, I, I did. I picked all six games right. So maybe this week you pick all of them right. I don't know. I haven't been picking very well. So lately, maybe so. this maybe this week you you. This whole time we've ever done pickums. The only time I've ever actually won any of them was the very first week we did it. Yeah, How no, I don't know. In defense of you though, we we didn't always keep track. We kept track of it. We didn't That's always announce it. So there may be other times that you won. Hey, maybe you can go and. Find some wins in there. You know, I know, we'll go, right? back, go dig up and find something. <laughs> <laughs> so go back go and back re- in go back go retroactively back. and find some wins. Retract so that I win. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, you, you, we didn't keep. You, you may have won more than what you think. You may have won more than what you think. Um, our last game is our game of the week, and in our polls, New Orleans has been dominating the polls. Um, Twitter, they're up. By, they have sixty-one point one percent of the vote. Uh, 38.9% for Tampa Bay. So a lot of our listeners feel good about New Orleans. 
Instagram's a little bit closer, but New Orleans still has the edge. 57% is, for the, is with the Saints on there. So this is another game. I don't see this game as quite the toss-up Baltimore and Buffalo can mm -hmm. be, but I see it as a really good game to where I, you have two first ballot Hall of Fame quarterbacks going at it. Yeah, that's very true. This and, is literally a Brady-Breeze showdown. Yeah, yeah. Drew Brees, this could be his last year. He announced yeah. they announced uh, Tom Brady. It is not. He will be back next year. Oh my stars! He just um, needs to stop. Tom Brady. And he's still playing at a high level where you can't. I mean, he's still. I get uh, that, but man, really, really like, good. Peyton Manning was playing at a pretty high level when he retired, but you know what? He Tom, knew when to stop. As long as Tom's contending for championship, oh he's not going to stop. I mean, and he's playing at a high level. Um, if you can't tell, I'm not on the Brady Bunch train. Forty touchdowns this year. Um, so, he's a, <laughs> I can he's, do that. Yeah, he, he's a, <laughs> hey, I mean, proper football here, but we keep trying to give the you new know adventures. I, First, it hey, was. Hey, I think I can outbeat our quarterback here. So, how about. Um, yeah, hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tim knows. Maybe, you, maybe, you, maybe <laughs> you could try for quarterback or something. Yeah, let me do that. I think I could do that. We've talked about Don't you. Don't we have a girl playing in the KCAC? I, don't, I thought we did. Or what was this on? Okay, I know that there is a girl playing somewhere. In Vanderbilt. At Vanderbilt. Sarah Vanderbilt. Fuller. Yeah. No. That was it. I just remember learning about that not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, she so was a kicker. Was like, but I thought it was here yep. for some reason. I don't know. We've why talked is about girls are always kickers? Why can't we be the quarterback? We've talked about wrestling for you. We've talked about golf. We've talked about track. Might as well add football to it. Well, you know what? Instead of playing basketball, they told me I should have played football because I was so aggressive. <laughs> yeah. So, I think this is my true calling. Might as well add that to it. So, <laughs> you know, and you all oh, think you can beat walking, Tom Brady. Brother. Yeah. going to do power walking. Yeah. Yeah, race walk. Yeah, race walk. Yeah, yes, I still love that. That's you you so can learn awesome. the technique. You can learn the technique. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like a high-powered granny walk. Yep. <laughs> Get the hips into it. So just kidding. You think you, yeah, can no, out Tom, you think you can be? You think you can emulate Tom Brady? Tom Brady. I'll Tampa be better Bay. than Tom Brady. So forty touchdowns this Mahomes. year. Tampa Bay, New Orleans. <laughs> and uh, Joe Burrow. I, I could make a case for the team <laughs> winning this game as well. Tampa Bay this year has been a little Jekyll and Hyde-ish. They, they have a 30-10 win over Green Bay. Mm -hmm. uh, they've also had games. They lost a home to the Rams. Not a bad loss, but they've had games. They barely stuck by the Giants. They've had games they don't look real good. And they and there's other, other games where they get off to a bad start, like against Atlanta. But they have yeah. to come back in the second half to win. So you don't always know what Tampa Bay you're going to be getting. New Orleans is kind of the same way, though. So it's, But one thing that I have noticed with like, Tampa Bay, because I did, however, watch the Tampa Bay and Kansas City game. I feel like even though, yes, Tampa Bay lost, but they kept it extremely close. So I feel like it depends on the quarterback as well. Like Tom Brady feels a little bit more pressured by Kansas City and probably wants to win more. So I feel like he's going to want to win more against New Orleans just because he's going against a really great quarterback. Not saying that all the other teams don't have a great quarterback, because they do. But you, you kind of know what I'm talking about. Like yep. he's Drew Brees... He's Drew Brees, right? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. But anyway, and then he, Tom Brady, actually played a really good game against Kansas City. As much as I do not like Tom Brady, I think he did play actually a very well game against them and had Kansas City worried for a little bit. They they definitely yeah. Had Kansas, Kansas City got worried. to a big lead but, and um, Tampa Bay made it a one possession game late and Kansas yeah. City had to had to get multiple first downs to close out a twenty seven twenty four win. Yeah, it was very so, yeah. It was a very it was very good game. close. It was a very good game. So I feel like we might see that Tampa Bay team against 
New Orleans just because of who exactly they're playing against. But at the same time, like you said, it's Jekyll and Hyde. We don't really know which one we're going to get. I do believe that. I agree that. That's a good point. And I think we're going to get the best version of Tampa Bay on Sunday. I think we're going to get the best version of it, which, again, has me on the fence picking this game because the best version of Tampa Bay can definitely win at New Orleans. Mm -hmm. No question about it. But at the same time, New Orleans, even though they've been rocky too, I feel like they've been a little less rocky. If that makes sense. Yeah, the Saints have it been. Feels like it's it. tough to get a handle on them. Yeah. Because Drew Brees missed several games with the, with his rib injuries. That's very true. And too. he come back the first game looked very rusty against Kansas City. Almost led him back to win. Mm-hmm. But um, he looked really really rusty in the first half. I believe it was like four out of eighteenth on the football, which mm-hmm. is very on Drew Brees. Like he's one of the most accurate passers. And usually his percentage wise for the season is around seventy percent. Yeah. So it's very unlike Drew Brees. He has played better recently. He's starting to get back more in the groove, more in the rhythm. Um, so New Orleans at home, and you also have the threat of Alvin Kamara. Michael Thomas is back. The Saints offense is loaded. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to go with New Orleans based on this. I'm going with New Orleans. Their defense is legitimately really, really good. And I don't mm-hmm. think you – they don't really get enough credit because we've so for so long with the Saints – We've associated them with Drew Brees, the offense, Sean Payton, had offensive yeah, head coach. That's true. And we've always looked at the Saints' offense. The Saints' defense, I think, wins this game on Sunday. That's I think true. they win this game. I think the Saints' defense, Drew Brees will make plays with Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, but I think the Saints' defense pulls this thing out. I, I, w- I would actually agree with you on that because, I mean, I, and I know that Brady definitely does not work very well under pressure. So I feel like. If New Orleans uses that to their advantage, then their defense will definitely hold this game for them. And then on top of that, their offense—they're they're pretty decent on offense too, obviously. But uh, so this is just going to be an overall interesting game. Uh, it doesn't feel like a toss-up, but it definitely will be interesting. It'll be a game to watch for sure. It two will amazing be. quarterbacks going at yep. it, and then two great defenses going at it. Let's see how this works out. It's the second toughest game, at least for me, to pick this week. What do you think? It's the second toughest. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> tougher than Baltimore and Buffalo for me. Yeah. Oh, it's not as tough. Baltimore and Buffalo are the toughest, but this is next to that. Yeah. Personally, I'm going to go with New Orleans. Yep. I I, I, yeah, I got the Saints, too. Yeah, I was like, definitely going to the Saints. It's the second toughest game for me to pick. Yeah, but I, I could see why it's. Super tough to pick two, even without like my opinion of Tom Brady. It's yep. it is like actually like it really is kind of difficult. But this is going to be a fun game. I think that this is going to be a great one. If Tampa Bay gives Tom Brady time to throw, uh, then Tom Brady can have a big day and Tampa Bay can win. And mm-hmm. I will say this for him: if Tom Brady and Tampa Bay makes it through this round and gets the NFC Championship game next week, yeah. I don't know if you want to see they may. I don't know if you want to see Tom in the NFC Championship again. They may very well be on the way to the Super Bowl if Tom finds a way to win this. They uh, might. You we know, know how good Tom Brady is in the playoffs. If he finds a way to win this, he could be back in the Super Bowl for sure. Let's no. not. So, Let's <laughs> not. I'm just throwing that out there. If they get past this, they're going to be a tough out going forward. No. We've kept him out of the Super Bowl for a couple years. What Let's about think about this it. though, Tom Brady? You've done everything. You've you've already won six Super Bowls. You have. You're already recognized as, as the greatest of all time by by majority of people winning six Super Bowls. Mm. Think of this gauntlet, though. Isn't that, like, the most yes. Super Bowl win? So just quit, man. So think about just this. Just retire. At age 43, well, look at what he could be doing in the playoffs. So think about what he could be doing right now. He could go through 
Look at this gauntlet he could be going through on the way to a championship, his seventh championship. He, he, could, he could go it. through Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. He could, if he goes to the Super Bowl, he could go through all three of those quarterbacks on the way to his seventh ring. Think about think about how that would just put a stamp on his That's legacy. Not. Look at that who's who oh of quarterbacks he would go through if he done this. Think about think about. I've just not thought of that. The road that he would take to get to his seventh Super Bowl: Drew Brees. Aaron Rodgers and then Patrick Mahomes. And don't forget Baker Mayfield. Come on. May, uh, we both picked the Browns here, right? But I'm just saying. Don't that, forget Baker Mayfield. That's the Come potential on. he could go through. Uh, that's it. I mean, that would just put us. I know you're not a Brady fan. That would put us. That would put the final clincher. I mean, I think that would be really awesome. But at the same time, and I'm just throwing something out uh, there. Does he come back if he does that? He said he's coming back. Does he? If you want to, if he if, actually did that, if you won your seventh ring and knocked off that caliber of teams and quarterbacks on your way to it, well, how could you put a better finishing touch than that? Shoot, I thought I was going to give up this year. I can only imagine yeah. what he would be doing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just wish he would stop. Yeah. <laughs> I don't stop. look like he's going to though. Just I mean, and if our picks are right, then he will definitely come back. But um, man, if he pulled this off, uh, wow, be quite a, quite a. I mean, he's already his legacy is secure, but uh, that'd be an interesting turn of events to go through a who's who of quarterbacks like that on your way to man. You really can't top that. (laughs) You just hope it don't happen, though. I can just tell your face. I can just tell your face. You hope it doesn't happen. Ugh. All right. Anyways. So those are your picks. Let us know yours. Hashtag talking with friends. We'll be back next week to kind of recap it and, and, and talk to who was right, who was wrong. But for now, see how the game's played out. We'll have next week, we'll have the conference championships to look forward to. Yes. And then we'll find out who's in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So. And then also, now that it's underway, uh, we finally got NBA yeah. underway. Yep. And we're finally getting uh, college basketball underway as well. I did. Get to see Michigan State win. Uh, not too, or not Michigan State. Michigan win over. Michigan. Um, oh, who were they playing? I think Oklahoma State. No, it wasn't Oklahoma no. State. I, I, Maybe it was I, Alabama, and I'm just losing it. Michigan. I'll tell you what game you might be thinking of. Michigan had a historically large margin of victory over Wisconsin. That was it. Yes, I watched actually some it. of that game. I knew. I thought it was a maroon team. Michigan in like the a, second half. Michigan was up by I believe it was seventy three to forty one. Yeah, it was, like 30, it, was, it was a huge. It was game. a third. The margin was over thirty points, and yeah. they were already looking to see Mark Michigan's largest Big Ten margin of victory. Mm-hmm. So that was super awesome to see, and especially with. Uh, the coach, like you can tell that he's officially comfortable and comfortable with his players now. Yeah. Like, but I, I actually called that like going into last year. I was like, okay, they, they were, they were rough last year, but this year I feel like they were going to be absolutely phenomenal because now the coach is comfortable. He's new, but he understands the program. He understands his players, and I'm not just harping on Michigan because I'm a Michigan fan. No, but it is true. Like I want to say that. Like, this will be like the most interesting transition, I feel like, from last yeah. year to this year. No, I think it's a really good hire. Michigan made a solid hire with Juwan Howard. Yeah. Former Fab Five member. He's got legendary status with the program. He's not going to have a hard time getting kids to come play for him recruiting-wise. Mm-hmm. And he's he, he was a solid Ooh. hire for the program. And we no got doubt. some huge news in the NBA as well. 
from the Rockets. Mm -hmm. James Harden is no longer a member of the Rockets. No, so he is not. He is now a member of the Brooklyn Nets, where he will team up with his former teammate, Kevin Durant. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> I know I had to say I had to say it. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Who knows where Kyrie Irving is right now? Yeah. But he is also on the Nets. He's a member of the Brooklyn Nets. He's not playing right now. No one knows where he's at. He's out personal reasons. No one knows when he's coming back. But he's a member of the Nets as of right now. So the Nets, <laughs> if it comes together, this could either be really good for the Nets or really bad. I mean, Honestly, <laughs> I think I don't know what Houston's deal is. Like first with the Texans, we trade DeAndre Hopkins, right? Already with Houston Texans. So the football team, we're, we already got that negative, right? Now the Rockets. Really? Like now we're trading. I mean, I'm not a huge James Harden fan. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I I personally am not a huge fan of him. Uh, but he was a key player for the Houston Rockets, not going to lie. And then now the Astros might be losing George Springer. We are just, like, not having a great start to this 2021 The Astros year. are going to lose George Springer to free agency. Uh, yes. I can tell you why, though, James Harden. The James Harden trade was totally different than the DeAndre Hopkins trade. Oh, yeah, no, I know. I get but why the Rockets did what they did. The James Harden had kind of wore out his yeah. – uh, Welcome. He wanted and to be like, traded. It was time to be yeah. traded. I know you don't like in the NBA whether you like it or not. And I'm a I'm a fan of the NBA, but whether you like it or not, there's no league that has more player empowerment than the NBA. When the NBA wants to trade, they can. You're going to have to trade them. That's just the way it is. Yeah. It kind of started with LeBron James when he formed the Super Team in Miami, where okay, we have the power. We're going to form a team that we want to play with. And there's not a lot the owners and GMs can do about it. Mm -hmm. um, and you may like that. That's fine. I, I think sometimes it's good and sometimes it has its, its negatives to it. But the NBA is a player empowerment league, for better or worse. Yeah. And James Harden, he exercised that. He, he, he showed that. He, he exhibited Which that. Which I 100% get. It's just, man, Houston's not having too grand of luck right now. No, uh, no I get it. As we keep Deshaun Watson, I think we'll be okay. I get it. And Alex Bregman. <laughs> but James Harden, he kind of called out his teammates a little bit <laughs> the night before he got traded. He yeah. he said it wasn't working. He, he said it. That, he said the Houston wasn't good enough. Now I will respond to Harden on that though. The organization did everything they could to surround Harden with great teammates. I mean, he's yeah. had he had Dwight Howard to start with. Then he had Chris Paul. They almost won a championship with Chris Paul. Actually, if Chris Paul does not get hurt against the Golden State Warriors, even if he hadn't hurt his hamstring, I believe the Rockets were going to win that series. They were up 3-2 and win a championship that year. Mm -hmm. Then he, he, get, he wants Chris Paul to go get Russell Westbrook, who was off and on. He played great the last two months. But either way, that's who Harden wanted. They went and got him. This year, he wanted Russell Westbrook traded and another player. So the Rockets have gave the Rockets have surrounded him with the players that he wanted to be surrounded with, and it just hasn't worked out. So yeah. I don't think Harden can take a shot at the organization going out. The Rockets have done what they can. It just hasn't worked yeah. out. Whatever. Some of it's Harden style. Some of it's just maybe bad luck. See, and this but, is like one of the reasons why I'm not a huge Harden fan is because, I mean, everybody can try and try and try, but it's never good enough for him. Well, and you Harden's know, style and is always comes in question. Can you win a championship with somebody with James Harden's playing style, or it's very ball iso, very ball oriented? He's he's iso heavy. Yes. And and it's going to be interesting to see how it works. He's a historically good offensive scorer. Yeah. His step back three is unguardable. He is historically good offensively, but can you win a ring doing that? It's to be seen. But what makes it interesting now, though, is Harden where he's going. 
is the Brooklyn Nets, who he's going to play with maybe the most ISO player in the league in Kevin Durant, That's true. who is historically good offensively, historically efficient. Um, being a Thunder fan, I'm not the biggest Kevin Durant fan, obviously, and Thunder fans know what I'm talking about. But um, no, that, no questioning his talent on the court. There is no questioning that. But he has to have the ball. He has it's hero ball. He's iso ball. Now here comes James Harden. You might have two of the most iso player in the league together now, along with Kyrie Irving, who also dribbles. You know, he also has to have the ball. So, I, I don't think it's a great formula to win with, but it'll be interesting to see how this it shakes will, out. This will be very interesting. I will say that. I think. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know how this fit works out basketball wise. Because Durant is a historically efficient player, Harden is a historically offensively good player, but they're both ISO players. They have to have the ball mm-hmm. in their hands, and it's just Harden's not played well with guys like that. The reason it worked so well with Chris Paul was because Chris Paul was a pass-first point guard. He ran the offense. He kind of got everybody good looks. He didn't have to have the ball. He could find other ways to to, to win, to help your team win. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook is very similar to James Harden in the fact that they both need the ball and they're both great players, but they just the fit doesn't really work out. So we'll see if the fit's better with Durant, but I'm not sure that it is. Especially when you add Kyrie Irving to the mix eventually. Yeah. They're going to have three of them. I don't uh, – I think it's, it, it'll be good theater. If nothing else, it'll be good theater. I'm just not sure how good it works. This is just going to be extremely interesting. That's that's about all I can say about it. But It'll be fun to watch. It'll be entertaining. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Be, Houston, uh, get your crap together, though. Come on. But, again, Houston made out very well in that trade. That's true. They got Victor Oladipo, who's a very good player. Yeah. They got four first-round picks. They got almost as good of a deal for Harden as the Thunder got when they traded Paul George two years ago. Mm-hmm. The Thunder got Shea Gilgis-Alexander, which is turning out to be a franchise-type player. Mm-hmm. They got one year of Danilo Gallinari, a very good shooter. And they got five first-round picks. That's a record haul in a trade. The Rockets yeah. got four of them. So, I think they made out very well in the trade with Brooklyn. I think they're in a better position now. Maybe not now to win, but they weren't going to win this year with Harden anyway. Yeah. So I think they're in a better position going forward. I think that's all you can ask. That's all you can ask for. Are they better right now? No. You don't lose a player like Harden and get better right now. Whether you fan of his style or not, he's, you're not better now than he was before you trade. But I think they're on a track to be better now. I don't think they were able to – that, that ship had sailed with Harden in Houston. I think it was time. To move on, whether you agree or not with Hart, whether you agree or not with the, the way the NBA is, that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. When a star player wants traded, you're better off doing it and setting yourself up for the future. Yeah. And Houston did that, so I think that's all you can ask for. It. They made out. They made out with a good deal. So, but it's tough as a Houston fan, I know. Kind of end of an era. That's like a toss-up for me, honestly. Yeah, it's, like, if you're a Houston fan, it, it's tough though. Time, no. I'm happy about it because I don't like Harden, so. It's like a catch twenty two. Well, it's kinda like I was when the Thunder traded Paul George. I mentioned that. Well when they when it happened, they had Westbrook and George and, and Adrian Wojnarowski, which NBA fans know as, as Woj. Um, we got a Woj bomb at midnight on July the fifth. And I thought it was a, a hack account. I thought he got hacked because I thought there's no way Thunder's trading Paul George. Because I at the time I got my I'd gotten notification whenever he tweeted because it was the trade, you know, kind of trading for agency season, so um, I wanted to see what was going on and kind of follow it. Well, midnight he breaks the news that Paul George had been traded, and we thought it was all. We thought, oh gosh, Thunder's done. It's over. Matthew was the only one up that night. Me and Matthew both was up at midnight, and um, and we thought, oh, the Thunder's done. Where we we could not believe. Then we saw what they got, 
okay, well, this might could work out. Then we thought, okay, Westbrook's going to get traded next, and we got upset again, got mad again, which did happen about a week later. And he got traded for Chris Paul, which actually worked out good for the Thunder last year. But um, it, it's tough to, to, to lose your star. It, it's tough to, to transition. Yeah. But it's just the cost of doing business. That's the way it is. Thunder's better off now than they was before for the future, and the Rockets will be too. Yeah, you know, that's true. It's hard to accept in the moment, but they're better off now <sighs> than they was in the future. They got a really, really strong future. Yeah. So. It'll all be okay. Yep. You got any randomness for us? I actually do. I figured you did. So. so, I heard this on the radio as I was coming to school on Monday. This literally, like, floored me for a sec until it was explained. <laughs> Guess what the second most consumed natural resource is? Take a wild guess. Consumed natural resource. What do you wow. think it is? Natural resource? Or just consumed resource, yeah. When you think of natural resource, Doc, to me you're thinking like gas and um, stuff like that, right? What's something like uh, just something that people consume a lot? Food. No. But what? You have to tell me. I don't know. Sand. See, I never guessed that. See, I'm thinking of everyday things that, that you're... You, you have to consume. You have to have gas in your car. You have to have food. And, um, obviously, some people could get kind of snarky and say oxygen. We have to consume oxygen. Yeah, well, but oxygen. That's, I know, but that's you're still. Like, yeah, I know, but you have to have it, though. So some people, you get snarky. I would never. You have to. Have. I, I know, exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying, exactly. And technically, the reason why that's actually not the one of the most consumed is because it's not used for other things. Think but about it. but okay, think so about that. We'd have never guessed sand, though. No. Oh, no. You would have never I would have never sand. guessed that. No. no, so this is why it floored me, because I was like, what? And in my mind, how he explained it, he, he worded it differently than me, because in all honesty, my first, whenever I'm thinking consumption, I'm thinking, okay, food. What What is the most mm -hmm. consumed thing? Like, you know, like, what's the second most consumed thing? And in me, it, to me, I was thinking, okay, what food? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> like what? And then they said sand. I was like, you don't eat sand. <laughs> like, I'd have never guessed sand. I'd have never like, guessed. Yeah, that. I'm just gonna have a big old bowl of sand today. So what are they? What are they consuming with sand? Is it like just on the beaches and just? <laughs> it actually is a lot from the beaches. Okay, so what they do is surprisingly, sand is actually recycled. They take it mm -hmm. from like the bottom of like the ocean and then we'll put it on the beaches. But yeah. on the beaches, it either goes back out into the ocean, obviously, or they take that sand and they actually go and make other stuff out of it. Did you know that hard drives and like chips and stuff like that and computers, that's made from sand. Mm -hmm. Wow. Like what? Well, I mean, if you think about it, glass is sand, you know. I never really thought about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah I like, guess you're right. there's so many different things that we use sand for. Like, obviously, construction zones, they have to have sand. Yeah. You know? And then, and like, where do they get this sand from? Well, they get it from places where there's sand, yeah, I guess. I don't know. But it's, like, surprisingly, it's actually, like, recycled, too. Like,. We're still running low on sand, obviously. Yeah. Like yeah. we we do not a sand shortage, obviously. But I mean, just like, add it to the list of things that we're worried about now. Sand, we got a sand we're shortage. Sand. <laughs> like, number one thing on our list, yep. man. <laughs> Who cares about COVID? Who cares about like 
eating locusts. Like, who cares about all that stuff? You know, killer hornets. No, yeah, no one cares the, about the that stuff. Released, we care about yeah. sand shortage. Release the murder hornets. Release the murder <laughs> hornets because we care about sand more. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Please, God, don't release murder hornets anymore. We don't want those anymore. Please, please stop. I beg of you, please stop. <laughs> but anyways, but yeah, no, like, I would have never thought of that. Like, sand. Sand. I don't get it. Like, but I mean, like, whenever they were, like, saying, okay, I gotta look up the statistics again, because I actually looked this up for myself, too, because I got super confused. How much sand is used? That is a random topic. You really come through with randomness today. I, know, I right? like it. And that's good. That's why they, that's why people tune in is, is to hear stuff that you maybe never would hear anywhere else. We go through 50 billion tons of sand every year. After air and water, sand is the most used natural resource. I guess you can count air. They didn't count air. They just used water uh, because, like, we actually do like. Air, water you can use, like, with other stuff, too. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, because we freeze it. We do. Mm -hmm. We we make food with it, and that, f that goes into the food, like, even though it doesn't look like it. Like, pasta, like, the moisture goes into the pasta, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cook, yeah. So, I mean, like, there's multiple ways in which water is used more than air, because, like, air, obviously, we suck that in. But I guess, like, you use it for a vacuum cleaner. But anyways, that's, like... That's that's a whole different topic for a whole different day. But, um, yeah, sand. 50 billion tons. Or 50 billion, yeah, 50 billion tons. And how often do we go through it? 67% of Southern California beaches gone by 21,000, supposedly. So, we might be having a sand shortage. I'll be dead before then, but we'll <laughs> we're having a sand shortage. Out of all the things we don't want to live for, oh, God, don't let me live through a sand shortage. Don't <laughs> let me live through another sand shortage. Take well, me home like, before we have a sand shortage. Well, I mean, think about it this way, too. Well, then, how was the Dust Bowl created? You know, like, think about this, okay? Because, like, the Dust Bowl, like, that's basically like a bunch of sand. It's not exactly sand, but, I mean, it's just loo it's loose soil. I get that, but it's loose, dried-up soil, and I understand that. But I'm like... Could we technically use that as sand? Like, should we just create another dust bowl, get it over with, and there's your sand? You know, so you I'm not recommending that. Are you on record? <laughs> are you on record today on air of advocating for another dust bowl? No, let's you're not. Gonna, you're not going to do that? Not while I'm alive, <laughs> no. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, think about this, okay? Like, how on earth are we going to do that? Or are we going to, like, break up the hard drives or break up the chips so much that they become sand again? What are we gonna do? You know, it's good, good, good food for thought. Like, man, or do should we just use less sand? So how often do we go through fifty billion tons of sand? You said twice per twice a year. Twice a year, yeah. fifty billion tons. I think you said twice. Yeah. So, no, no, just once. So fifty billion just, tons per year. Yeah. yeah, it's just fifty billion tons per year. Uh, it is twice the amount produced by every river in the world. Doesn't say ocean, but river. Yeah. Wow. That yeah. is good random topic, um, but that's good information. We never would have known that before. I didn't I know, know that. Right? So See, like, that's the second most natural, most consumed natural resource. Yep. What's the first? Water. Okay, I can. I would say I would. See, I would. That. I would agree with water. Like, I said I food, but I was thinking about everything like that. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, because then I was. I, mean, I should have been thinking about the second most. I should have. Yeah. But I would never guess sand. Yeah. Ever. We could have been here the whole, all night. I'd never guess sand. Mm-mm. No, no one would have. And then I'm like, well, aren't technically like seashells sand? So should we just crush up all the seashells? But at the same time, seashells are so pretty that you don't want to do that. So I'm confused as to what the heck we do. What do we do? In, I, this, I this, is in a, this time of sand shortage. I think we're going to most dedicate a whole podcast special to how do we deal with the possible how sand shortage. How do we deal with sand shortage? What would we do with our lives? What would we is do? Is it really that important? Well, we need to figure you know, it out. I'm perfectly fine with going back to the only thing that I do wish that we still had was like indoor plumbing and stuff like that. But I'm perfectly fine with going back to like the pioneer days in life. You know, That's like let's just. Though. I'm fine with no technology. I'm fine without all of that stuff, you know. So I'm almost like, man, I kind of want to go back to in time. But at the same time, I wish we had medication and stuff because obviously your girl's always injured and always sick, right? So nah, not I this hope year. for medication. I want a medication and indoor plumbing okay. where I can use my bathroom perfectly fine. I can use the toilet perfectly fine, and I can take a shower whenever I want. So that's all I ask for. That's all I want. And the rest of it can just go away. Like, so then maybe we'll use less sand. You're making your request already. Maybe we would use less sand if we did this. Okay. Or because I just watched this movie literally yesterday, and it is one of the most underrated or underappreciated Disney movies of all time, Treasure Planet. Such a phenomenal movie. I really want to actually have, like, a Treasure Planet. Not going to lie. Like... They're literally in space in this whole other galaxy, right? Supposedly a whole different galaxy. Like, their clothes and everything is very, like, old, like, pioneer kind of days, you know? Or, like, American Revolution type of days, right? Like, colonist kind of, kind of dress, you know? And, but their technology is so advanced, it's insane. It's awesome. And they just live with aliens. And they go and fight a cyborg pirate. It's awesome. I want to do that. I want to. I want to be able to say I live like I've. I live like I'm in the older times, but I have so much new technology that it might not feel like it. So I'm almost. But it also seems like it's just a better way of living. Yeah. Not being reliable on technology, obviously no. But like, you're so simple and simplified that you're going back to older times. But these t older times are a little bit more advanced by technology. And they got robocops. There's no turning back as far as us being reliant on technology. But I will say there is ways we might, we might be a little less reliant on technology. I'm talking to myself too. But I think we can be a little bit less maybe. So we can, See, we can, there's I'm things we can do. I think, so. I think this would be a great idea. The sand shortage. It is upon us. So... Let's go back to a simpler time. <laughs> Not necessarily Stone Age simpler time, but right. simpler times where we lose, use less sand in our lives. Morgan's ready to take drastic measures for this drastic upcoming. Drastic measures, limit down with Bartholomew. Yeah. That, that's the theme, is drastic measures. Draconian measures, they even call it. Drastic measures for <laughs> drastic times. Yeah. All right, so very <laughs> random though, very good though. That's good. I don't think I think people that's listening and watching learn something probably new. That's you learn good. something new every time you listen. I'm just saying. Yeah, whether they want to or not, exactly. or they use it or not, they're learning something new. So that's that's good. Tiff, you learned something new, right? Heck yeah, she nodded her head. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
Or I bet she just had sand on the on the tip of her tongue, but ready to ready to probably uh, like. But she knew it all along. All right, you got a devotion for us? I actually did, but because of everything that's going on right now, I actually wanted to hear your devotion from the other day that me and you talked about. Okay. I actually did, and I think that that's, like, something that a lot of people do need to hear right now. Outside of, like, what, obviously, like, I, I could have said. But, you know, like, I feel like this is something that a lot of people are struggling with because I also saw a video of somebody saying that we we turn to God and we come to him with all of our problems but we don't come to him when uh, we don't have any problems so like whenever we do have the problems what yeah. do we do because that's good it's all these different challenges and I, it just reminded me of what you told me mm-hmm. and so I feel like this is a very good and strong message especially going into this new year with new challenges Especially yeah. with the challenges we're going to face. <laughs> it is. No, 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 I, no, I told you the other day. I told you the other day, though. I was thinking, I think a lot of us are in the same boat, but I was thinking a lot of lot of things that's, that's, that's going on that, that's coming down the pike and, and stuff. It, it seems like a lot to process, and it's uh, it can seem kind of daunting at times. Uh, and so the devotion I was reading, I was just thinking about this at night, and usually I read my devotions at night. So, um, And the first sentence, first words was, has God ever given you a task that seemed like too much for you? Mm-hmm. And that, that really that really hit home for me. And, it, and the and the title of the devotion I'm reading is "Discover God's Vision." So a lot of it is, you know, God's vision for us. A lot of times is not going to be easy. It's not going to be simple. Or just, it's not going to come without challenges. And I think that's when God builds His best soldiers and His best. Mm-hmm. Um, stewards is through some adversity food challenges where we rely on him if everything went so smooth at times I think it would be it'd be a little bit easier not to rely on God when we get so caught up in ourselves and what we're doing where we don't really seek God out we don't rely on God and so I, I think this really hit home for me and it's it's something that we just have to continue to be diligent about and, and continually focus on is uh, God's not going to give us any more than what we can handle. And I, I think sometimes that seems like a cliche, but it's true because, uh, and it's easy to think, okay, well, I can handle, I can take everything. God's not going to put anything more than I can handle. He's not going to give us any more than he, that we can handle with him. Mm-hmm. I think that's the key word. I think there's a lot of stuff we can handle what that we can't handle without him. I think, I think the human mind would be overwhelmed with a lot of stuff. If we don't have God in our life, I think a lot of things that we go through, especially now, but really any time, would be too much without him. I think God will not give us anything that we can't handle as long as we are with him. And I think that's the key word here. And if we're going to really seek God's vision and really um, want God's will you know, for our life and to continue to minister and continue to, to do what he wants to do, we're going to have to go through challenges. We're going to have to go through adversity. And I think some of the challenges that we're facing now has showed a lot of our character and has brought out a lot of our integrity and and how we approach things how we how we do things how we rely on God how we uh, how we minister and, and things such as that so I think it does seem sometimes like God puts too much on us but in reality he's with us and he's not going to put any more that that we can handle as long as we are with him as long as we're putting him first so I would agree with that 100% because, yeah, but 
That's just honestly like a really big thing that I feel like a lot of people struggle with. And uh, like you said, there's nothing that God wouldn't give us to make us struggle so much. Like he like he gave us this task for a reason or he has this challenge for us for a reason and if we do it with him and we grow with him we'll be able to handle any task task that he gives us and throws our way because we are with him and we we've learned to be with him we've learned to grow with him and in our faith and in this journey all together so yep. i i like i like this one not gonna lie i do too and it, it spoke to me that night because of what i was thinking about and just hit me like the first sentence i read is this so there's no way that's a coincidence and is there any doubt to i mean i've said this before and i've heard other people say this before you know growing up in church and and things like boy you know you see someone go through a tough time or you're never going through a tough time yourself you're thinking how do I get through? How would I get through this without God? How or how do they get through this without God? I think this time is really really makes that ring home even true. It's mm-hmm. what with what we've dealt with the past year and are still dealing with to a large extent. Is how do people get through things without God? I don't know how I would. I don't know how I, I would. Get, I don't think I get through this. I, I personally don't think I could either. I don't. I don't understand. I mean, like. That if that's you by any means, that that's that's you, you know. But the more I think about it, that just means that I pray even more for you because you might not be on this path, but you know what? I am, and I want you to be on this path because I don't see how. I don't even see how we could live without God. Right. I mean, He created us. Right. You know, and yes, He He's. There's a lot of tr- there's a lot of struggles that we are going to go through, but you have to give it to God. That's what that's one of like my mom's favorite things to say in anything that we are ever struggling with or even not struggling with. She's just like just pray about it, just give it to God, leave it to God, leave it at his feet. All cast all of your anxieties on him. That's one of my favorite verses, not going to lie. I can't remember right yes, off the top of my head which one it is. I actually have it painted on a canvas in my room so uh, it's one of my Cast favorite all ones. your anxieties on him because he cares for you yes that's powerful stuff it's that's good one of my favorites and especially with all of my mental struggles that i deal with um it's always a nice reminder and i feel like this is a reminder that everyone should have because we, we couldn't do anything without god I personally believe that we would not be here if it was not for God. No, I agree. I think I guess true of a lot of us. God, He puts, He brings us to certain points in our life, certain places where He's, you know, He's He's appointed us to. He brings certain people in our life that is appointed to. He just has everything lined up where it's always gonna, you know, be enough for us, and mm-hmm. it's always gonna be. Um, he's always got His will, you know, planned out ahead of us, and it's better than anything we could do. So. Mm-hmm. That is just so amazing. Thank you for sharing that. That was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next next week I'll do one. Yeah. No. I, no. I, no. That's but, a good um, idea. No. I'm glad you. I'm, thanks for allowing me to share it. I wasn't planning on it, but we talked about I know, it. No. That was my bad. Uh, I needed to talk to you. No. Beforehand no. You didn't have forgot. to. That's good. Um. That's good. No. We talked about it before mm-hmm. a couple of days ago, and I 
and I'm, I'm, I'm glad to share it. Yeah, that's, that's good. It's just a great message that I think a lot of people need to hear right now. Yep, yep, it is. I think, I think you're right. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. So it's With good. With everything going on in the world. Yeah. I mean everything. Like, we have people asking if we're okay. Yep, yeah. <laughs> From Canada to the United States. Are you yep. guys okay? We're okay. No, yep. we're, we're not. We're, we're okay. <laughs> no. We are okay. We are good. We are blessed even if it doesn't seem like it, because blessings come in the most uh, interesting disguises. Yep, yep, we're all blessed. Up we are. We are very, very blessed in our lives. Yep, yep. But, yeah. Again, thank you for sharing. That was awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. No. Man, you should share more often, you know. Hey, you do such a good <laughs> job. I had, I had actually planned. No, I really think you do a good job. Of that. I'll share oh, anytime you want you. me to, but um, I had actually planned on us kind of taking turns uh, with mm -hmm. devotions, but I thought you did so well. I, it kind of became um, kind of your ministry that you were doing on your own. So I want you to just keep doing it, and, and I think it's it's good. But anytime you want me to do it, we well, I, I can do it. We okay. can do it together, or uh, we can share it together. We can share it together. We can do whatever. So uh, I agree. Let's start doing that. That'd be fun. Yeah, we can come up with something together. We can share if you want to. But you're doing so good doing it on your own. I wasn't gonna wasn't gonna get in the way of it. So uh, yeah, my podcast lady has some really good. Yep. devotions not yep. gonna lie she she's amazing yep i'll let you kind of keep keep pen on that if you want to sh share it with you we'll do it so <laughs> just let me know how you want to proceed you're kind of okay that's kind of your department so <laughs> i like it oh, is it my turn to pray or your turn i don't remember your turn my no. turn i prayed last week so it is, it is your turn today no let's go then whoop whoop dear heavenly father thank you for such an amazing and wonderful week uh, back to school and then back to sports officially and getting everybody back on track to where we need to be. I ask that you continue to bless each and every single one of us in our day-to-day -day lives and also to keep us healthy and keep us safe from everything that's going on in the world right now and just continue to watch over all the students and faculty here at Friends University and every other university out there as well considering that everybody's coming back and we don't want to have to have a lot of uh, closures and just cancellations of a lot of things because that can cause a lot of problems in the future which we don't do not want but we know you're gonna bless us and continue to keep your hands on us and keep watching over us I also want to thank you Lord for everything that you have done for Bennett and for his family as well and to continue to bless them and to help him become stronger and just doing really well right now so I ask that you continue to do that for him and and thank you for just keeping him strong right now um, and I just ask that everybody stay safe everybody uh, stay healthy at this moment in time through these rough times and to help everybody in their challenges right now and just I ask I ask that they can come to you Lord and just lay it all at your feet as we do here and that everybody who is struggling on a journey or on a path, they can come back to their path to you, and you'll help them along their journey. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, Morgan. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. Another good show. Again, women's basketball tomorrow at Southwestern, 3 p.m. Men go at it at 5 p.m. at Southwestern. Um, no fans allowed, but you can watch it on our Stretch Internet portal, portal.stretchinternet.com. You can also uh, get the link off our website. And we want to thank Tiffany Hurd for joining us today. Good conversation with her. And we will talk to you next week. Have a great weekend. Bye.